El Bethel International Ministries welcomes you to the Fear of the Lord, Part 3. The fear of the Lord tendeth to life, and he that hath it shall abide satisfied. He shall not be visited with evil. Praise you, Lord, I praise you. Oh, I praise you. Yes, I praise you. How I praise you, my precious Lord. What fellowship hath light with darkness? When the fear of God comes in my life, it scatters away all evil from my life, and it is dead set against evil in other people's life also. Now we don't go and threaten or beat someone to make them repent, but we live the life uncompromisingly and shine that light so that they are drawn to that light. So Jehoshaphat had nothing to do with evil. That's the reason why God prospered him. As we said, the fear of God will bring prosperity, protection, and provision. He had all the food, all the provision. He had animals, which, which represent the livestock, represented wealth and food, provision. He had them sent to him by the surrounding uh, nations who feared him because the fear of God was in him. When you fear God, dear friend, God will put the fear of you around those who are around you. They may treat you bad and be hostile, but God will put the fear in them about you eventually. Sooner or later, God will show who He is with, and He will lift you up, and they will most certainly go down, unless they repent, and the fear of God comes upon them. When Jehoshaphat feared God, even the Philistines, sworn enemies of Israel, sent presents. This is what God does when we fear Him. God so, so much wants to bless us, friends, with prosperity in your job, in your income, in your personal lives, in your relationships. God will just come in with the Holy Spirit and starts to, start to set everything right that He needs to. He'll do, it, he'll do it in His time, in His way, but He will make it happen. Where He will exalt the one who humbles Himself, those who fear God. So Jehoshaphat had also a mighty army. He had more than a million men, such a tremendous number for any age in society. Such a tremendous number in any era of history, I should say fear of God was upon him. God blessed everything he did. And he didn't sit still. He had a zeal burning 
Lord, everything that I see around me, that Lord has anything to do with me, my influence that I'm accountable for, I don't want any part of evil there, Lord. I fear you, Lord. I fear you. So God gave provision. He'll do it for you. He'll provide for you if you fear Him, if you make the right choice to obey Him. God will give you protection. He will give you uh, prosperity all around. This is what God will do. So the Lord will do this when we side with Him and truly love Him and get close to Him. The last thing I want to point out is when Jehoshaphat feared the Lord, he not only immediately cleansed his own self, that is, purged himself of whatever is not right before God. He took a stand and a choice for God. To God, I will walk in the ways of the Lord. In the fear of the Lord is life, riches, and honor. With humility and the fear of the Lord, life, riches, and honor. He chose life. Will you choose life today by saying, God, may your awesome fear be upon me. I understand, God, that it's not just a dread, but it is a healthy respect for you. It is an awe-inspired respect for you. God, it is a ready inclination to do what you say. Because you love me. I fear you, God. I love you. And I show that by keeping your commandments. Those that fear God will keep His commandments. So the last thing I mentioned was, the Word of God, the book of the law, the Word of God, takes priority in that person's life who truly fears God. That person will not simply read through a little bit of the Bible, here and there, will not simply go through devotionals, will not simply go to church on Sunday, but throughout the week, because they fear the Lord and the fear of the Lord is in them, they have that close connection with the Lord. They're in awe of the living God for all His goodness, for all His majesty, for all His promises, His, His infinite power and wisdom, His great and mighty purpose for their lives. They are charged like Jehoshaphat, constantly in the Word of God, examining the Scriptures, examining themselves in the light of the Scriptures so they can walk hand in hand with the Lord Jesus Christ and be prepared when He comes back to be a bright that is spotless, without wrinkle or any such thing, blameless, and be received joyfully by the Lord. The person who fears God will be ready. But the Word of God will take precedence in their life. We read here in verses um, 7 through 9, and I conclude with this, Also in the third year of his reign, he sent to his princes, even to Ben-Hil and to Obadiah, and to Zechariah, and to Nephaniel, and to Micaiah, to teach in the cities of Judah. Now here are princes, or, or officers of the king himself, the highest ruling officers directly underneath the king. The king sends them throughout the land of Judah, and note this, not to carry a royal edict about a new taxation on them, not to carry out a new law that would favor someone in the kingdom that is close with the king, not with an order to draft more people into the army or to hire more laborers for his own personal pleasure, 
But he sent the princes, not the priests, but the princes, directly to go through the land of Judah so that they can take the word of God to the people. How wonderful. When the fear of God was found in Jehoshaphat, he took the most able, responsible, accountable men and told them, I have a job for you. The job is a glorious privilege. You are to take this book of the law, this word of God, and take it to the people and teach them the word of God. Isn't that marvelous? And with them, the next verse says this, And with them he sent Levites, even Shemaiah and Nethaniah and Zebediah and Asahel and Shemaiah and Jehonathan and Adonijah and Tobijah and Tobadonijah, Levites, and with them Elishama and Jehoram priests. Here are the priests also. But first, the princes. With the authority of the king, the mighty princes went out, and the priests. What a combination. Royalty and priesthood, taking the word of God, and disseminating that truth of the living God, so that the people not only have overturned the idolatrous practices and the physical representations of that idolatry, the altars and the groves. But now, when evil has gone out, the word of God, the light must come in and begin to build them once again. See, they have fallen horribly from the living God who delivered them out of Egypt. Where are you today? God has no doubt done mighty things in your life. Have you in some measure, turned your back on the living God who loves you and delivered you in the times past? Have you not built yourself up in the Word of God? Have you gone backward? It's time to come back. It's time to come back just like Jehoshaphat, just like the people in the land of Judah, and begin to get the Word of God steadily inside, day in and day out be concretely established in the ways of the living God, so that the fear of God will be upon you and your children as you rehearse the Word of God in the hearing of the children, as you live the Word of God in your house. So the fear of the Lord came to the people, not only in the negative sense by overthrowing and pushing out of their homes all that was worldly, all that is evil and demonic in origin, Whatever it is, whether it's television programs, whether it's video games, whether it is certain music, certain holidays that you used to celebrate, certain habits such as drinking occasionally, smoking occasionally, watching certain movies, reading certain literature, doing certain uh, things for other people that you know God does not want you to do, even in business, it, does it really carry the character of a Christian? to do this type of work for the sake of money or popularity or advancement in career. All of those things considered, we push those things out of our lives. But now we must let the Word of God come in and build us and renew us so that we can be charged with the zeal of the Lord of hosts and have the fear of God. So the princes and the Levites went throughout with the word of God, and it says here, verse 9, and they taught in Judah. You see, they didn't just 
act as messengers, as a token delivery person, just to say, by the way, the king wants you to have a copy of this book, or we want to recite it for you. No, they taught the Word of God. We must have steady teaching in our diet, not just once on Sunday, not just a few minutes here and there, but day in and day out in the Word of God, so we can be nourished and built up in the fear of the Lord. They taught and had the book of the law of the Lord with them and went about throughout all the cities of Judah and taught the people. So they had a mission. The king said, all you princes, all you Levites, this book of the law, the word of the living God, has got to get into my people. That's the only way they're going to change. You see, it's one thing to go in and overthrow all their idolatrous practices. And because he's the king, for them to say, go ahead, king, who can stop you? And then they revert back to that same thing in their hearts. Can the king supervise each house? No. Though God sees your heart, and he sees every family in every house, he gives us that choice to prove ourselves sincere, to prove ourselves worthy of his name, that we genuinely have the fear of God, that even when I'm not in public, and no one is looking in the human realm, I will still fear the Lord and do the things that are right in His sight. I will still be zealous for the Lord my God. The Word of God went through all the land, and Judah began to be built up again in the ways of God. How is it with you? In your home, do you have a family altar? Do you have a time of worship in your family? Every day? If you're lacking that, then how can the fear of God be in you and grow in you and be in your children or your relatives? How can you be an agent of change in your families? No doubt you will begin to compromise by degrees if you don't establish the Word of God in your house. As a family, place a premium on the Word of God just as Jehoshaphat did. He gave a high priority to the Word of the living God in his personal life, and in the life of his kingdom, the people in the kingdom. All of those lives. He made sure, he took responsibility. He wasn't shy. Yes, he was a king. He wasn't lazy about it. He didn't say, just give them a copy of it and let them do, I'm sure they'll come around to it. He didn't do that. When he had these people under his care, and he was accountable to the living God, just as you and your family, for your children, for your relatives, for your neighborhood, for your extended family, for your city, for your nation, and so on, for this world, how can I be a light if I don't place a premium, as Jehoshaphat did, on this word of the living God? How can I grow in the fear of God without this? So this is what I must do. I must overthrow evil, every remnant of evil in my life. We mentioned certain forms of evil already. God, by His Holy Spirit, will show you. He will show you what things you need to clean up in your house, in your family, in your own heart. Secondly, let's get back to the Word of the Living God. Thou hast magnified Thy Word above all Thy name, the Scriptures say. We ought to glory in God and say, God, thank You for Your marvelous Word. God, I'm not satisfied just to feed myself but my family must get the word. 
I recognize I cannot force it on them, but God, as I love you and want to do your will, won't you open their hearts because I'm ready to move with you, to move with you with the zeal of the Lord of hosts and make the word available to them. Lead the family worship every day. Take responsibility in the fear of God. And then the whole house can come to glorify God. So the fear of God, healthy respect for God, inclination to obey Him, healthy fear of angering Him, provoking Him to mete out justice on disobedience. Fear of God. Finally, my soul provider, my soul protector, my soul prosperity. God is my prosperity. God is the one who gives us food every day. He gives us clothing. He gives us shelter. He protects us from so many tragic things that could have happened. Should not we fear the Lord? Let's come back and say, God, I want to grow in this. Father, tonight I have a more comprehensive understanding of what the fear of the Lord entails. What you have revealed in your word. It's not just, Lord, as so many people are accustomed to say these days, even in the commentaries and in so many sermons, a reverential trust of God. No, it's much more than that. There is an element of fear, but there's elements of love also. There is a zeal of God. There is a dependence upon God. There is an awe of God. It is an awe of the majesty of the person of the power and the promise, the word of God Himself. Praise God. Reject evil. Overthrow it in your life. Second, in your family life. Third, make the word of God your priority every day and watch God prosper you beyond your imagination. Praise God. God is not to be outdone or outgiven. He is the consummate philanthropist, if you will. He is the one who will give all. He has given all on the cross through Jesus' blood. He who gave him up for us all, how shall he not give all things with him? He gave Jesus for us. He who knew no sin became sin for us. Because God loved us. He will give us protection. The fear of us through the fear of God will go upon our enemies. We don't have to do anything. God will come to our defense. What a glory, but only to those who fear God. The daily provision from God, the prosperity and the protection, only for those who fear God of the truth. Shall we pray that we can come close to God and say, Father, this fear of God that is in your scriptures, from Genesis to Revelation, O Father, help me to understand this fear of God. Lord, may it be incorporated in my personal life, in my family life. And Lord, may I bring your word to be a priority in my own life, in the lives of those I love. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you. God Almighty, we thank you for your precious word. We thank you, God, for the example of Jehoshaphat in Second Chronicles 17. When he was walking with you, Lord, you gave him super abundant blessings. Hallelujah. It's written in the eternal record of the Word of God. It's written in the record in heaven. Lord, and we have a copy of it to see and witness. 
We are eyewitnesses of how you prosper, protect, and provide for those who trust you, Lord, and rely upon you solely as their source of supply. To those who in awe are inspired to worship you in awe of your majesty, of your person, of your power, and your promise, which is the Word of God. To those, O oh God, who made that decision to destroy what you hate in their lives, in the lives of the family, in their homes. Father in heaven, I pray for every person who's watching, every person who will hear the message. God in heaven, wherever they are, if they have made a choice to draw nigh to you, you have promised that you'll draw nigh to them. Father in heaven, cause them, Lord, to cry out to you for sincerity in the heart, to check themselves, as we all must, to examine ourselves in the light of the scriptures, to see whether we have the genuine fear of the Lord and live a separated, holy, and godly life that we may be among the bride that the bridegroom comes from, who are true lights in this world, who are walking in the fear of the Almighty God. We thank you, Lord, for this word. We thank you for sobering us up. We thank you, Lord, for keeping us in the straight and narrow path. Lord God, every problem that anyone who is watching, hearing this message has, God, as they made a choice to come to you, Lord, as they made a choice, Lord, to call upon you, as they make a choice, Lord, to say, I want the fear of God in my life. I want to walk in the ways of the living God. I want to be ready to meet Him. I want everything to change. Holy Spirit, by your awesome power, come into their lives, into their homes, into their minds, into their hearts, and begin your masterful, wonderful work of turning their lives around turning their circumstances around. God, we saw how Jehoshaphat was blessed all around in every situation of God. Lord, you protected him. God, protect those believers who are watching, those who are come to know you. Lord, prosper them as you prosper Jehoshaphat. God, supply their needs. Provide for them. Heavenly Father, do your mighty work, I pray, in every soul that is calling upon you right now and saying, God, I want your fear to be in my life. God, I want to be a true Christian. Lord, I want to be one who will stand with you, even if it's a minority, because one with you is a majority. Hallelujah. Praise be to the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your loving kindness. I pray, restore that which the devil has stolen and robbed of those who are watching, as they fear you and choose the fear of the Lord. May your life prosper them, God the abundant life. Bring back, Lord, those things in their lives that have been lost due to sin or due to the power of the devil on other people. Lord, restore what the locust has eaten. I pray in Jesus' name, in every circumstance of their lives. We thank you for doing it. You are a supernatural, wonder-working God. Give that love, Father, relationship with Jesus Christ in their heart to cry to you saying, Abba, Father, I'm all yours tonight and forevermore. In Jesus' name we thank you and praise you. Amen and amen. Praise God. Praise God again for this opportunity to come to you with God's holy word. And if you'd like to contact us for prayer, we'd be more than happy to pray with you and for you. Please call us at 
845-360-0534. You may email us at prayer at lbethelinternationalministries.org. Through regular mail, please write to us at El Bethel International Ministries, Post Office Box 966, Goshen, New York, 10924, USA. You may also visit us on the web at www.lbethelinternationalministries.org. Until next time, may God richly bless you. Like you, Lord.